the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. The Treasury Department expects to borrow hundreds of billions of dollars in the current quarter and $2.28 trillion for the full budget year as the government finances continued pandemic relief. Treasury officials have announced that the $463 billion in borrowing for the current quarter represented a significant jump from a borrowing estimate for the current quarter of $95 billion made in February. The big increase of $368 billion was attributed to passage of a $1.9 trillion support measure that President Biden pushed through Congress in March. The measure provided another round of relief payments totaling $1,400 per individual, plus other support, including an extension of emergency unemployment benefits. Jeremy House, Washington. More details on these and other stories at srnnews.com. To put it lightly, this past year was pretty topsy-turvy. As such, moments of community and togetherness seem a little extra special, don't they? We hope this Mother's Day is an especially meaningful one for you and your family. And to every mother who navigated a stressful year of distance learning from their makeshift office in the spare bedroom. Well done. We know it wasn't easy. Happy Mother's Day from AM 1280, The Patriot. You're tuned in to AM 1280, The Patriot. Weather for today, we got mostly sunny and a high of 60, moving in the partly cloudy and a low of 38 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny again with a high of 55, moving in the mostly clear and a low of 37. AM 1280, The Patriot, in partnership with Inspiration Tours, presents the Stand with Israel Tour. Embark with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on an extraordinary 10-day adventure through Israel, October 27th through November 5th. Join your fellow Patriots by signing up today. Worry-free booking is open now at am1280thepatriot.com. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. That's hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. 
And as always, we appreciate you tuning in, and I'm waving to the live stream right now. Yeah, we are live streaming the broadcast via Facebook. So go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can watch the broadcast and uh, comment as uh, you see fit. You know, some people don't like to call in. That's perfectly fine. Uh, You could use our social media platforms, whether it's Twitter or uh, Facebook, the live stream. Again, uh, leave a comment there, and uh, I will definitely get to uh, all of them as much as I can. And um, as is uh, as reliable as the sun rising in the east, we have our friend Wild Wilson cropping up in the chat on the Facebook Live. Wild, always good to see you, my friend. Thank you, as always, for your support, sir. A uh, lot to get to. Uh, on today's broadcast, as there is each and every Sunday. First and foremost, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. I, I understand if you don't have an opportunity uh, to listen live. A lot of you all are taking your mothers out and for a nice brunch, lunch, dinner, what have you, and uh, spoil those moms accordingly. Uh, my brother and I and, and my wife, we took my mom out uh, yesterday uh, evening for, for dinner. So we got the Mother's Day dinner in a little early, and then, of course, doing the broadcast uh, today, so I uh, met all of those obligations. Uh, my mom doesn't agree with my politics, so she's probably not listening. <laughs> but in the event she is, mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day! And uh, I'll, 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 as part of my routine, I have a pretty good drive home after the radio show on Sundays. I always give my mom a call just to check in. So I will do that uh, today as well, despite the fact I saw her yesterday, and uh, you know, just to catch up a little bit. We did get her a plant too, or. I should say my wife picked it out, so uh, I'll check in and see how that's doing. You know, she loves talking about her uh, her gardening as well, what little gardening she has in her apartment. But uh, with that, again, hope you are all enjoying uh, the uh, beautiful day out there today. I want to hit on a couple of local stories here, the first uh, couple, three segments. And then we'll have our national political walk, Matt Makoviak, join us at 2 p.m., uh, obviously, one of the big news stories from this past week is Governor Walls uh, made an announcement as to when the COVID restrictions in place will be sunsetting. And he has always maintained ever since the mask face mask mandate went into effect last year in July, I believe, that that would probably be one of the last things to go, even though the numbers since another spike of COVID cases and deaths in November, uh, the numbers have come down pretty steadily there was a there was a point where we had another spike in april a slight one but we've since been trending in the right direction and of course that's in line with a lot of people getting vaccinated uh the governor has maintained that that mask mandate will be the last thing to go and he did announce this past i believe it was on friday or excuse me thursday that uh, a lot of these mandates will be uh, ending here shortly. I'll read from the Star Tribune story. An indoor mask-wearing mandate will no, will end no later than, drumroll please, July 1st. And COVID-19 restrictions on business and social gatherings will end May 28 under a plan that Governor Tim Walz hailed Thursday as a path to a great summer for Minnesota. The rollback of COVID-19 restrictions will start at noon Friday with an elimination of capacity caps for outdoor entertainment venues such as Target Field. And as crappy as the Twins are playing, you probably won't notice a difference. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Where was I here? An expansion of caps for indoor venues and an end to early bar and restaurant closing times. All caps will be eliminated May 28 ahead of Memorial Day weekend. You know, this is the one 
quibble I've had, well, I've had several quibbles with um, with Governor Walls during uh, due to his handling of this pandemic. But one of the biggest ones, perhaps, is when he would go back and forth on restrictions regarding bars and restaurants. And it's very obvious that these government bureaucrats and our elected officials, not many of them have a lot of background in business. And I say that because the initial shutdowns of restaurants and bars took place you know, last year, obviously, when the pandemic started to get out of control. He you know, shut down bars and restaurants beginning in mid-March. And some of those restrictions started to get lifted in May or June. Uh, you know, as the uh, as the weather got better, and thus the virus uh, kind of receded a little bit. Well, the problem is, the hospitality industry was constantly reaching out to the Walls administration, saying, "Look, we need a little more coherent plan with how you're going to handle this." I mean, you get up there at the podium and say, "Hey, starting this weekend, which is what two, three days away in some cases." You know, we're, we're increasing capacity for bars and restaurants and this and that. and or, or in some cases, you know, there were a couple of instances where he had to decrease capacity or close them down altogether. And the problem is these bars and restaurants can't adequately plan for that because they need at least, what, a week or two lead time if they're ordering supplies to come in. Obviously, staffing decisions have to be made pretty quick. I mean, if, if, if employees, you know, they... If employees are being uh, basically shuttered during the bars and restaurants being closed down, you can't just call them up at a moment's notice, say, hey, I need you to work in two days. The governor's going to be lifting these mandates. Well, these people have likely made alternative plans because they're not working. So they're probably going to find work elsewhere and therefore might not be as readily available. So all of a sudden, if you say, Ali, Ali, Oxenfree, we're opening up all these bars and restaurants uh, starting this weekend, well, you don't really have adequate time to staff the to to provide adequate staff, and then you don't have the supplies. And then guess what? If people go out to your establishment for a little, you know, nice little meal out, and all of a sudden, you know, the service is bad because they're understaffed, or you don't have the adequate supplies you need to say serve specific menu items, that's probably going to turn off a lot of customers as well. So this was the frustrating thing that a lot of uh, those in the hospitality industry dealt with with this administration because they they needed more lead time. And a lot of his decisions ended up not even being rooted in science. So, uh, but anyways, that was probably the biggest quibble I had. I'll continue reading from the Strib story. Uh, the mandate requiring masks in indoor public spaces could be lifted before July 1, if the state can increase the rate of Minnesotans who have received a COVID-19 vaccine from 59% to 70%. Though vaccine uptake is slowing, Walls said the amount of progress requires only another 473 eligible people, 16 or older, to get their first shots. Let's just go get it done and end this thing, said Walls, predicting that a 70% vaccination rate would drive down infections, hospitalizations, and COVID-19 deaths. That is what we're really asking you to do. You know, there was one point in his press conference where he's basically almost pleading for people to get their, their vaccines. And he's saying to them, you know, look, a lot of you people who are hesitant to get the, va- get the vaccine aren't 
you know, he, he's making an assumption, of course. He may be, may be right with the majority of them, but, but the majority of people who, who, are, who don't want to get a vaccine for whatever reason probably oppose Governor Walls at every turn, how he's handling this pandemic. And, and the way he said it, it just sounded just so cringy. He says, well, look, why don't you just go out there and, and, and get the vaccine to ensure that you're around in a year and a half to, to vote against me, you know, in the next election. So his implication is, yeah, you know what? If you don't croak, you can't vote. You can't vote against me. So, in order for you to uh, ensure that you don't croak, hey, go out and get that vaccine. Then you can. Then you can, you know, get to the voting booth and vote for my opponent, whoever that may be. I, I mean, I, I don't know if that was an attempt at levity. I didn't. I didn't. I, I saw part of the press conference. I didn't see that particular excerpt. So I'm just. You know, reading from some quotes of people who were there. I don't know if it was said with levity or if he was saying it out of agitation because he has a tendency to try to implement both. Uh, who's to say? Uh, the decisions were made with the presumption that current positive trends in the pandemic will continue. The positivity rate of diagnostic testing has fallen from 7.4% on April 10 at the peak of the latest wave to 5.9%. COVID-19 hospitalizations in Minnesota dropped from 699 on April 14 to 565 on Wednesday. However, State Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm said most indicators of pandemic activity are above caution thresholds for Minnesota, which on Thursday reported another 13 COVID-19 deaths and 1,661 infections with the novel coronavirus that causes the respiratory disease. Uh, I'm kind of a stats geek here so uh, I was uh, I, I was kind of I was interested in where Minnesota ranks you know we you talk you can talk about raw numbers raw death totals all you want but I think the key metric when you're talking about deaths anyways is per uh, per 1 million population and right now Minnesota ranks out of the 50 states ranks 36th with 1,296 deaths uh, per 1 million. Okay, still, again, still way too many, uh, to be honest. And I think we're up over, I think we're approaching 7,500 uh, total deaths. And, yeah, yeah, 7,309, 7,309 deaths uh, in the state of Minnesota regarding COVID. So, again, still way too many, but... Obviously, it's been a concern because it seems like we've been, you know, there were a couple days where we were down in single digits, but we've still been pretty steady in double-figure deaths per day. And to me, that's a little alarming because, you know, it, it means it's it's kind of plateaued, but from if if that's kind of your baseline, it, it just kind of seems like it could just spike again without warning. So... Uh, I you know I'm hoping everybody you know takes it takes advantage of the opportunity to, to uh, get vaccinated. I know there are a lot of there I shouldn't say a lot, but there are some people in my audience whom I've talked to who I know personally who are not going to get vaccinated or hesitate hesitating to do so, and I understand that. And 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 whatever their reasons is, again, that's their own um, private medical decision. But my my philosophy for getting vaccinated. I've already got my first shot. I got my first shot on April 20th and I'm getting my second shot on Tuesday. So I'll be fully vaccinated. And my philosophy is quite simply this. I I choose to get vaccinated because I would rather endure any side effects from a vaccine. And there may be some, 
and it hits harder. It hits others harder than maybe you or I. Who's to say? But I would rather deal with the side effects from a vaccine than any potential after effects of COVID. I mean, I would likely survive COVID. I mean, I'm almost 52 years old, so I'm not elderly, and I don't have any underlying health conditions, and I've always been pretty healthy. But again, that's no uh, that's no guarantee either. The fact that well, I've you know a lot of people say, well, I've always been healthy, I always had a good immune system. Well, there's no immunity, you know, from this strain of the, the coronavirus. So my thought process is, you know, instead of taking a chance and getting COVID, which thank God I've never had, knock wood, I'm getting my second shot in two days. That would be the worst luck if I happen to get it. Okay, knock wood, I don't get it. I would rather deal again, I'd rather deal with the side effects from from the vaccine than than COVID itself. That's that's my perspective. And my perspective also is if you don't want to get the vaccine, fine. I'm getting vaccinated. And as soon as I get vaccinated, I'm holding my face diaper right now. I'm tossing it aside and saying, I'm fully vaccinated. You're going to give me any crap about it. I'm going to say, sorry, fully vaccinated. And no, I'm not showing you my papers. Okay. Your papers, please. Nope. Don't play that game. So that's kind of my perspective. Uh, there is, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the, perhaps the political repercussions of this particular announcement. And we'll be here to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And leave a comment or a question on the comment section of our Facebook Live that we're doing at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Attention homeowners. Are you looking for cash at a lower interest rate? Tired of paying high interest rates on credit cards? With the Figure Home Equity Line, you can use your equity to help you start saving. Rates as low as just 2.88% APR. Get approval in minutes and funding in as few as five days. Apply at figure.com and see if a home equity line is right for you. Figure out your finances at figure.com. Equal opportunity lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Call 1-888-819-6388 for details about credit costs and terms. Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call Term Provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. 800-555-1509. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. 
That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And uh, feel free to comment on our Facebook Live video. Hop on over to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where I'm doing a live broadcast, live stream, waving to the camera. And uh, we thank you, as always, again, for tuning in again. Hope all of you moms are having a blessed Mother's Day and that you are being spoiled uh, to the hilt because uh, y'all are crushing it, i got to say. Uh, particularly uh, this past year plus during the pandemic, some of the things that all parents have had to do, um, certainly they are worthy to be uh, saluted. Uh, but today's Mom's Day. Dad's Day we'll get to next month. You know, we'll, we'll be there for you, dads. Don't worry about that. Uh, but today's Mother's Day, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I've been, I was raised by a single mother uh, since I w- was age three, and I had a younger brother who was age one when my uh, parents divorced. And so, uh, you know, Mom's Day to me is is big time. And uh, I, uh, but I also know that they deserve more than just one day. That is for sure. So, uh, hopefully, uh, again, you moms out there that are crushing it, hopefully that you are getting spoiled uh, rotten today. Because you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. And uh, have a blessed one. And it's beautiful weather out there as well. Uh, continuing to talk about uh, Governor Walls lifting the uh, COVID restrictions, basically talking about May 28th is the date where all of the capacity uh, restrictions will be lifted for outdoors and they will be significantly increased uh, uh, indoors. So uh, what I... Uh, what I'd like to focus on specifically is, you know, Governor Walls lifting these mandates because a lot of what I've have seen on social media is how you know he's trying to pat himself on the back. Well, looky here, I'm going to increase capacity at uh, you know, say, ball games, outdoor ball games, and the state fair. You know, the state fair is going to go on, uh, you know, because the mask mandate, of course, will be lifted July 1st, regardless. So people are going to want to go to the state fair, uh, and. A lot of people are like, "Oh, thank you, Governor Walls. Thank you for uh, you know, thank thank thanking him for essentially uh, giving them something that they had a year and a half ago 
but he has taken it away. And again, I'm not saying that he's doing this just to try to ramp up to the next uh, election. I'm, you know, I'm not that cynical. Okay, some people are. Some people saying he's doing this far enough away from the election to so come election time when people basically uh, have control over their lives again that they'll acknowledge Governor Walls for uh, giving them their freedom, which is just absolutely nauseating and an incredibly uh, dangerous way to to view all this. It, it I've used this analogy before. If you're a fan of The Sopranos, uh, do you remember in season two when Richie Aprile got out of the can and he went to uh, Tony, obviously the mob boss, uh, the boss of the family, Tony Soprano, and was trying to you know get back get back in the game after being in the can for however long. And at one point, Tony says to him, you know, Richie, what was yours before you went away will be yours again. You just got to give it time. And, you know, he, Richie kind of looked at Tony and sarcastically said to him, oh, gee, Tony, you do that for me? And then he gets real serious. He says, what's mine is not yours to give me. Okay? <laughs> so basically, you can thank Governor Walls all you want for lifting these mandates, but the fact of the matter is, okay, uh, I have always felt that government's role in this whole thing should have been to say, hey, this is what the Department of Health is seeing with this virus, and this is what we strongly recommend. You know, you businesses out there, we realize this is your livelihood, but our Department of Health strongly recommends that you cap capacity at this much. And if you have to roll back staffing decisions, obviously social distancing, wearing masks, this is what is strongly recommended in order to combat this virus. Because if we don't combat this virus, it's going to get out of control, and the high death toll uh, is is going to be an absolute disaster, and then we'll be forced to maybe have to implement some mandates. But, again, this goes back a long ways where the governor, ha- you know, the governor of this state has been given the authority to implement these in a state implement these mandates in a state of emergency. And that was the fault of the legislature, whatever legislature way back when passed that uh, particular that particular statute and said, look, the governor has the authority to do these in a state do the certain kind of uh, implement certain kind of mandates in a state of emergency. You know, and obviously the legislature has tried to overturn that, but the Republicans have only ever had the majority in the Senate during this whole pandemic. And of course, they, you know, as we talked about with Senator Benson last week, is that all too often, you know, particular. Well, it was before the election. The DFL had a significant majority in the House. Like I think they had seventy-five members to only fifty-nine Republicans. So a handful of Democrats voted to take away Tim Walz's uh, emergency powers along with all 59 Republicans. Well, unless it got to 68 members in the House, i.e. a majority, it wasn't going to happen. So you had a handful of Democrats who were in vulnerable districts were basically given permission to vote to take away his powers because some of those same Democrats then got reelected. Well, guess what? Because they basically need every single Democrat to vote yes for Governor Walls to keep his emergency powers. Those same Democrats that voted no last year all of a sudden flipped and are voting yes. Governor Walls can keep his emergency powers. So it's uh, it, it's just absolutely insane. And I think uh, the legislature has completely abdicated his, 
its responsibility. And this is these are all of the things that I hope people keep in mind uh, come uh, election time. I mean, we're already pretty much in full swing. I know it's election day is 18 months away, but we're already starting to think about it. Is every single seat in the Minnesota state legislature is up for grabs. Okay, and it's going to be real interesting to see how redistricting impacts that, because in early 2022, we're going to redraw the congressional lines, and thus a lot of the legislative lines will be redrawn as well. So it's going to be real interesting to see how people approach that, you know, particularly those Democrats who were voting to take away governor's emergency powers when they had plenty of other Democrats to provide cover for them. But then in this most recent session, they didn't. They only had a scant majority. So they basically all voted to allow Governor Walls to keep his emergency powers. How will those uh, Democrats in those particular districts, how will they fare? You know, and then uh, obviously the Republicans still have a scant majority in the uh, in the Minnesota Senate. So th- it's going to be real interesting to see how people approach this. Are they going? Are a lot of people going to approach this? And I'm not talking about the partisans. You know, staunch partisans like myself. Okay, I'm going to vote for right of center candidates always. That's that's not even a question. Uh, and my and I like my uh, U.S. Ho- or excuse me, Minnesota House representative and my Minnesota State Senator, and they're both running for reelection, so they've already got my vote. That's pretty much a fait accompli. But I'm talking about you know those who are swing voters go back and forth. You know they aren't beholden to any political party. Not that I'm beholden to any political party myself, but my ideology dictates that I'm going to vote for a right-of-center candidate. And as far as I know, there aren't going to be any Libertarians or Constitution Party members running for Minnesota Senate or Minnesota House in my district where I live. But how will these how will these people look at this? Are they going to be so grateful to the governor for giving back, giving them back their freedom anyway, despite the fact, well, they already had, it was theirs already? Or are they going to remember how this administration tried to tie youth sports to long-term deaths in or to deaths in long-term care facilities to try to cover up their ineptitude there and how kids educations have been harmed and we won't know the damage that has been done to our kids until down the road will people remember that what they had to endure I mean, so it's going to be interesting. And again, Governor Walls very cavalierly said, well, go out and get the vaccines to ensure you're around to vote against me. All right. So, again, a lot can happen between now and and November of 2022. That's a year and a half. But it's going to be interesting to see how uh, people approach this, that is for sure. So uh, long story short, July 1, pretty much all the mandates will be will be gone. And we hope, hope upon hope that more than 70 percent are vaccinated just for the general health. Of the state of Minnesota, that is obviously the goal. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. 
If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriots. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Brandon, uh, or Brandon, Jacob, Jacob. Brandon was like three board ops ago. I don't know why Brandon popped into my head. Jacob, uh, I'm going to need a couple of those audio clips coming up here soon. So if you have those ready, we might be calling for them soon. I uh, do want to continue uh, this discussion on COVID, but before we do, I want to take Mark's call. Mark is on line two, Mark from St. Louis Park. Uh, Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Brett, all great. And thanks for the subject. I, I hope I didn't get it too late. I got it a little late, but I hope I, uh, uh, as, as far as uh, I've been telling my conservative brethren, we don't have a lot of experience with midterms coming off, obviously, after what a 100-year pandemic. Sure. So is the is the average voter who doesn't who forgets things from yesterday going to think, well, geez, look at everything's open. I can go to Valley Fair. I go here and there, and look who's in power, the governor. I think I'll vote for him. We don't know that, right? And a, a, a couple other things. So I'm warning my conservative brethren. We we don't have a lot of experience with this, but a couple things um, for Governor Walls Governor Walls to even be running again is outrageous. 
we had, if, if anybody reads a Daniel Horowitz conservative review, he contrasted uh, uh, the Florida's governor and Minnesota's governor. And based on that article alone, Governor Walsh should be ashamed of him for even running again. Do you remember Jen Malcolm, May 7th? She said, I think we were more, unfortunately, more reactive than proactive a couple months after they, 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 uh, they, they found out. Jeez, I think we have a problem with nursing homes. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't even be running again. So I'll hang up and get your opinion. It's so frustrating. Yeah, right, Mark. <laughs> okay. Thank yeah, we you. appreciate the call, Mark. Yeah, it's good to hear from you as always. Uh, yeah, I, you know, he's going to run. There's no doubt about it. And you know, he always he's all he's been very defensive when asked about his response uh, to COVID because he, uh, you know, I mean, there was some there was some campaign stop during the 2020 elections where. He just said, you know, the Republicans are wrong every damn time. You know, they uh, basically saying they they their input isn't welcome because they're just wrong every time. Well, uh, they're not wrong because, you know, they were voting to take away your emergency powers. And instead, he's using them. I mean, he's using he's even been using them as a bargaining chip in these budget negotiations, because that's something that's still got to get hammered out because the session is slated to end. Uh you know, next week at this time, next week, uh, Sunday night, midnight. So, uh, yeah, that's like I said, Mark, that's kind of how I wrapped up the prior segment. What are people going to think going into this election cycle? You know, are they going to uh, are they going to say, well, look at this. We can go to restaurants and have with as many people, you know, like nothing has happened. We can go to all of these events like nothing has ever happened, nothing has changed, and Governor Walls allowed us to do this. I mean, that's that's what scares me when they say stuff like, you know, Governor Walls is allowing to do, us to do this, allowing us to do that. Well, you realize who is responsible for taking that away, right? I mean, the one thing about the governor being so thin-skinned and defensive over his emergency powers being taken away is that's an unwitting admission that he's been driving this whole thing. And Republicans definitely have a strong message saying, look, look at these look at these businesses that are closed down that are never coming back because of the pandemic. Okay, because the governor was so ham fisted in a lot of these lockdowns, you know, and never gave the hospitality industry enough lead time as far as when they were opening, when they were closing, at what capacity they could operate and and kids educations that have suffered. As a result, that's something that we're not going to know the effect for until years down the road. You know, if kids can have been a year or so behind in their education, well, that's a that's a year delayed of them getting into the workforce. So what kind of economic hit could that be? We should have King Banyan on, see if there's any way to quantify that. I don't know if there is a way to quantify that, but it's got to have an adverse impact on the economy, no doubt about it. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't know how they're going to approach it. And Mark made an excellent point. This isn't something we've ever endured before. You know, no, we haven't come out of a brutal pandemic into a you know midterm election cycle. Obviously, did a presidential election cycle, and uh, Democrats did not do that well. You know, other than the presidency, of course, and they did. Uh, gain a slight majority in the in the US Senate but they lost US House seats and no legislatures flipped from Republican to Democrat uh around the country and no US House seats any incumbent Republican that was running for US House retained their seat so 
will we see the same again? Well, the, the trends show that the president who's in power, uh, his opposite party always does well in his first midterm. Well, Joe Biden, Democrat, that would mean Republicans are slated to do well. But as I always say, never underestimate Republicans' ability to screw this up. The one thing that I've talked about is just the convoluted message that we've been getting at all levels, particularly when it comes to wearing masks. Um, And uh, Jacob, I almost called you Brandon again. Jacob, I don't know why I'm stuck on Brandon. You know what it is? There was a story that I have coming up in the second segment uh, the key antagonist's first name is Brandon. That must be it. But Brandon was a board op of mine three board ops ago. But Jacob, if you have cut number one ready, this is uh, uh, Vice President Biden. Uh, he was uh, he's fully vaccinated, has been fully vaccinated since before he took office, before January 20th. I think it was December he got fully vaccinated. And yet he's wearing a mask outdoors when there's nobody around or if he's walking next to his wife, who's also fully vaccinated, or walking along with his vice president, Kamala Harris, who, oh, yeah, is also fully vaccinated outside. And this is it has been shown that it's not as easy to transmit the virus outside as much as it is in close quarters. So this completely goes against science. And so Biden was sitting down with an interview. I don't remember who it was with. Doesn't really matter. But. The guy basically asked him, Mr. President, why are you wearing a mask outdoors when you're fully vaccinated or even indoors when you're fully vaccinated? Uh, what, what, what's the uh, what's the rationale behind that? Uh, cut number one, President Joe Biden's response. But if we were, in fact, sitting there talking to one another close, I'd have my mask on and I met you'd have a mask, even though we've both been vaccinated. And so it's 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 a small precaution to take that has a profound impact. It's a patriotic responsibility, for God's sake. It's a patriotic responsibility to virtue signal. I mean, some even say, well, those who haven't been uh, vaccinated, it makes them feel secure and, you know, less uh, less hesitant uh, if, you're, if you're out there wearing a mask, virtue signaling. And I, the reason I bring this up is... The vice president gave that, or vice president, he's president now. Joe Biden gave that interview on April 30th in the morning. And then six hours later, six hours later, he's walking around an Amtrak station. He approaches multiple people without wearing a mask and basically gets up in their face and talks to them while not wearing a mask. Wait, 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 wait. So just six hours earlier, it was a patriotic, for God's sake. That's his words. So what happened? And then you've got Kamala Harris getting on a plane to go somewhere, and her and she is saying goodbye to her husband, who, yep, you guessed it, is also fully vaccinated, and they kiss each other goodbye while wearing their masks. I, the inanity of this is just—it's stupefying. And then. Obviously, a lot of hay was made about when uh, President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden, uh, while they were in Georgia earlier this week, they went and visited former President Jimmy Carter and his wife, Rosalind, at their home. And never mind the goofy picture where it looks like uh, Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter are like puppets and the First Lady and Joe Biden are like ventriloquists. I mean, it's just a weird it was taken at a weird angle 
where it makes it look like, uh, honey, I shrunk the former president and first lady. Uh, it was re- a really weird picture. You've obviously seen it, but I'm leaving that aside. You're fully vaccinated and not wearing. Here's the thing. If wearing a mask is so important and so patriotic, why are you with a 90-something couple getting in close for a photo op not wearing masks? I mean, Jimmy Carter has had brain cancer most in a, in a not-too-distant past. And yet, you're up close and personal with Jimmy Carter. And the... And, People would say that in this picture, and then they would defend the, the president and vice lady. Well, president and vice, uh, the president and first lady, they're both fully vaccinated. Well, what happened to Mary Mass is patriotic. You understand why people are kind of go, just doing their own thing, kind of marching to the tune of their own drummer? Because we are not getting a con- co- consistent, coherent message about how to handle this, about when it's appropriate to wear masks or when it isn't. There has never been any credible scientist who has come out and said that wearing masks outdoors is essential unless you're in a big crush of people. But since the pandemic began, people have been hesitant to get into a big crush of people. I mean, there's been exceptions, of course, notable exceptions, like down in Florida during spring break last year, but it wasn't a big super spreader event. Uh, what was it last year? Sturgis, the Sturgis rally up in South Dakota. People were, you know, they're going to attribute, they're trying to attribute half a million people, half a million positive cases to Sturgis, which was complete bullpucky. Never happened. So th- this is why people are reacting the way they're doing. And this is why people are hesitant to get the vaccine, because, again, you're getting mixed messages from our leader. Well, if, if if nothing changes after we get the vaccine, if we can't go visit our family, if we can't ditch the masks, then why would I get a vaccine? You know? And and I say this as someone who, as of Tuesday, will be fully vaccinated. But again, I understand the hesitance of some people because these are these officials are supposed to be leaders and giving substantive insights to how to handle this. And it's it's just the constant mixed messages. And probably the most absurd thing I saw was President Biden outdoors wearing a mask, walking up to a podium to tell people if they're vaccinated, they no longer need to wear a mask outdoors. And he said this while wearing a mask outdoors and fully vaccinated. I, I, but it's patriotic, for God's sake. Well, if it's so patriotic, why isn't, uh, why isn't your mask... Uh, with the stars and stripes, and that's what I want to know. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually EPI. 
Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could Could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. An advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Ryan Rack, NMLS number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that rackshack attack, rackshack barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting. Townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. Well, for what it's worth, see what I did there? I'm going to uh, play this next clip by Scott Gottlieb coming up here. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. What it is ain't exactly clear. Yeah, Dr. Scott Gottlieb. Former uh, head of the uh, Food and Drug Administration, uh, and he is an American physician. Yeah, served as the 23rd commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration from 2017 until April of 2019. He was on Face the Nation uh, this morning and was, uh, well, I'll let, uh, I believe it, the, the host is, uh, is John Dickerson the host? I don't even remember who the host of Face the Nation was. Doesn't really matter. Dr. Scott Gottlieb on Face the Nation this morning uh, discusses uh, COVID-19. Here we go. So is it fair to interpret what you're saying is that if I've been vaccinated twice, even if I'm in an elderly population, that essentially the risk for me, I shouldn't think about it as a new thing, but I should think about it basically the way it would be with, a, with the regular old flu, that where we are now is comparable to something we know before in terms of the kinds of risks we would take when we operated in regular life. 
Look, I think that that's right. People get uncomfortable when you start comparing the uh, the rate of you know death and the risk of COVID to flu uh, because of some of the comparisons that have been made in the past. But I think for you know most consumers who need something to anchor against, I think that that's a fair assessment. That if you're fully vaccinated against COVID with one of the Western vaccines, your risk of having a bad outcome from COVID is about comparable to flu and maybe less because the vaccines for COVID are more effective than the vaccines for flu. So I think that that's a reasonable way for the average consumer to anchor their thinking about COVID right now. Again, the only residual concern I think a fully vaccinated person should have is, are they, are they themselves um, immunocompromised? I mean, if, and you know if you are, if you have a chronic disease that makes you more vulnerable, you'll know that, and the vaccines won't be as effective for you. And are you going to be around people who are immunocompromised? And there you want to be more careful. That's where I would still exercise some caution. But outside of those circumstances, I think we can get back to doing normal things right now against the backdrop of a summer when prevalence is going to decline very quickly. I talked in the outset about 10 cases per 100,000 or five cases per 100,000. We're dropping about one point every two or three days. So by the end of the next two weeks, most of the country is going to be around five or maybe a little bit more. It's going to be quite low, the prevalence. Okay, good stuff there from Dr. Scott Gottlieb. And I bring I bring that up because uh, Alapundit at Hot Air, uh, he joked the other day that when uh, Scott Gottlieb goes on TV and kind of comes out with this tone to, you know, hey, kind of dial it back on the on the apocalyptic tone. Well, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Health, uh, was asked by George Stephanopoulos on this week, uh, and, again, and I'll read the transcript. George Stephanopoulos says, a third wave may be making the benefits of the vaccine very, very tangible to people. You've had, former, uh, you've had experts like the former head of the FDA, Scott Gottlieb, say it's time to start relaxing the indoor mask mandates. Is he right? Dr. Fauci, who uh, has had some of the most inconsistent rhetoric uh, to date on this uh, COVID, uh, uh, COVID pandemic, says, I think so. And I think you're going to probably be seeing that as we go along and as more people get vaccinated, the CDC will be almost in real time, George, updating the recommendations and their guidelines. But, yes, we do need to start being more liberal as we get uh, more people vaccinated. So there you have it. I mean, that was they're finally addressing the people who are hesitant to get vaccinated because you're for weeks. Dr. Fauci is one of the chief culprits. We're saying, well, don't change anything after you've got vaccinated. Then people are going to say, then why should I get vaccinated? And so I think combined with what you heard from Dr. Scott Gottlieb, I think this is why Dr. Fauci came out and said, yeah, we're going to probably dial these back a little bit. Uh, we only have a few minutes left in this segment, uh, well, about a minute, minute and a half, but we do want to get to Tom's call. Tom in St. Paul's on line one. Tom, go ahead. Hi, Brad. Uh, just the, the masks. Uh, it, the whole thing drives me crazy because I am a firm believer. I've got a scientific background. I'm a firm believer that they are basically worthless in the prevention of virus spread, and so does the uh, peer-reviewed study from the CDC and the WHO from about six years ago that studied cloth masks and found no statistical uh, significance in preventing a virus viral spread uh, with uh, the public wearing cloth mask. You can look it up on the internet if it's still there. Uh, the NIH just came out with a study and said that uh, 
masks are, are basically worthless, the, the, uh, the cloth mask. And even on the surgical mask that you buy, it says right on the stinking label that they do not prevent virus spread. Mm. And what's going on in India, India today? Uh, they're all wearing masks over there, but they're uh, having a huge spike. The masks do virtually nothing but virtue signal, in my opinion. Sure. And and I think my opinion's uh, backed by facts. You look at any of the imperial, if you look at the curves of, of the virus spikes and the mass mandates, there's zero correlation between them. <laughs> zero. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Appreciate the, yeah, appreciate okay. the phone call. I thanks. know at the, from the outset, um, people were treating these as some sort of magic elixir to stop the spread, which was never the goal of the mask, but somehow it kind of seeped into our consciousness as that. And, and yeah, like I say, it's more, it's, 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 it's particularly virtue signaling for those who've been fully vaccinated. And some of the cockamamie rationale that people had to continue to wear masks, well, it's a, it provides a level of comfort with your, uh, with, with, you know, with your fellow citizens. Which, okay, it almost sounds like the rationale. It's like, well, you need to let the TSA agents grope you at the airport level because if you don't, then the terrorists have won. I mean, it's almost the same rationale. But at the very beginning, the masks served as a mitigating factor. It was never a magic elixir. It was, a, you know, if you're out and about, especially indoors, okay, there's a chance, you know, through droplets or aerosol that the virus spreads indoors. The mask mitigates it, doesn't completely stop it. But it mitigates it. And given that it was so out of control initially that we didn't really know what we had our hands on, you know, that was kind of the uh, idea for wearing them is like, look, it's a mitigating factor, but we need to implement as many of those as we can. And if we can't stay home, and but we have to be in close quarters, you know, okay, then that, that certainly will, will, uh, will be helpful. So, yeah, I, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that was another issue where Dr. Fauci really stepped in it because he said from the outset, you know, quit wearing masks. You don't need to wear masks. And then he later admitted, well, I kind of said that because we wanted to save some of the more uh, heavy duty masks, like the N95 masks for our healthcare workers. So that's kind of why I said that. But by then it was too late. The horse was already out of the barn. And then you had just a political debate back and forth regarding these. So what a mess. What a mess. Ladies, our number one. Ladies and gentlemen, hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy Mother's Day to all your moms out there. Hope to uh, catch you on the other side here in the second hour. Go nowhere. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. 
Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Celebrating two decades on 